This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 112 of Small Talk. Your host, Michelle Smallman and Steve Cerruti are here with you. And Cerruti, I was talking to you before we taped this, and I know you have some big news that you probably (laughs) want to share with people. Tell everybody what you did over the weekend. I don't know if I want to share it with everybody, but I guess I am now. Um, <laughs> I teased this a couple of weeks ago, right? I wanted to get like spontaneous tattoos with my wife, and I ended up doing it. My wife and I went up to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Beautiful place, by the way, if anyone who's never been. It's an awesome little quaint New England town. You'd love it, Michelle. I've great been breweries, there. great food. I've, I've oh, that's right. There. I've that's right. Beautiful there. little New England town. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. Um, we spent a weekend up there for our second anniversary, and we decided to get couples tattoos, which we wanted to get for a long time. We got two diamonds, uh, two diamonds, two triangles within each other. It's you know separate but equal, or separate but different, but also always putting in the same direction. You know, whatever symbolism, no big deal. Uh, and there was like a shop minimum, and we were like, well, all right, do you want to get another tattoo? So we both got two tattoos, and I ended up getting the outline of a bear essentially on the inside of my uh, left arm, like on my left bicep. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not significant at all. I just think it looks really cool and I really like bears. So what's up? You've spoken on this podcast several times about your affinity for bears. So Love that bears. doesn't have to surprise me at all. But uh, first of all, mazel to you guys. Married two Thank years. You. Two years flew by, and Made congratulations it. on the tattoos. <laughs> I love that you ended up going full Revenant and getting a bear. I was definitely rooting for the bear and the uh, and the Revenant for sure <laughs> over Leo. Maybe that was some inspiration behind that for sure. But. Uh, it actually is funny. I, so that's my third tattoo. I have one on my wrist, which is uh, just the 23 in Roman numerals because I just love like, history. I'm Italian, Michael Roman Jordan. history. And I was born on November 23rd. Oh, now, okay. it's, not, it's not a LeBron or Michael Jordan tattoo. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's a Steve Shruti tattoo. I was the original 23, no big deal. Um, I think I've actually told this story before is that my mom growing up, my parents are not sports fans whatsoever. I was born in 1988. So growing up, Michael Jordan was a big fucking deal. And 23 was on everything. And my mom had no idea why. But she was like, oh, it's so cool. My son was born on November 23rd. And there's just 23s everywhere. Why? I don't get it. My mom had no idea that it was because of Michael Jordan. It tells you everything you need to know about my mom. <laughs> um, but so I have this tattoo on my wrist. I have the tattoo on my forearm. And I have the one on my inner bicep. The one on the inner bicep near the armpit definitely hurt the most. That was, uh, yeah. that was a little painful. It was. It's a very sensitive area in there once you get close to the armpit. It wasn't painful enough where I wouldn't want to do it again. But of the three, definitely the most painful. How long did it take to do both of those? Oh, five minutes. So fast. Five? Yep. Because there's no shading. It's just an outline. They're both just lines. So it's, there's two triangles and then there's an outline of a bear. It takes maximum 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because if you get all the shading, if you, get, if you have to shade it in, if there's colors, I mean, that takes forever. Um, they're not very big either. I'm not one of those people that wants like a massive tattoo. I like a bunch of little small ones. So yeah, we were in and out and I don't know, probably took a half hour total. Steve, you showed them to me pre-pod. They're not really that small. They're not that big either. I mean, my bicep's not very big, so it takes <laughs> up most of my bicep. So there you go. It's just a line. I mean, it, literally all they do, I mean, you never had one. So everyone, I'm sure everyone listening who has tattoos are like, yeah, duh. But they basically have a stencil. They stick it on wherever you want to do it. And then they, they just draw with the, with the needle on it. And it takes like two seconds. I don't know. I would imagine they would need to take breaks to make sure they're going in a straight line. These are professionals, Michelle. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. Who knows That's what I said. I said, that. I was like, it's amazing. There's a lot of pressure to draw a straight line on somebody's body. Imagine drawing a straight line in real life. I couldn't do that on a piece of paper, let alone on someone's forearm. Especially if I knew it was going to be permanent. I'd be scared to death. Oh, my, my hand would be shaking and it would just be a <laughs> complete disaster. And then I'd probably get sued. And then that would be the last tattoo I ever did. But yeah, no, it's, it's too stressful to be a tattoo artist. There's too much pressure on you to whether or not somebody likes it or not, or whether or not they like your design or just, yeah, my arm would cramp up. There's no way I'd want to be a tattoo artist. 
But see, this is why I would never get a tattoo. First of all, because I would think something was sick and then hate it two months later. I'm very fickle with things like that. But also, yeah, yeah. I, I like things that are classic too, don't get me wrong. But I, there's nothing that I care about that much that I would want on my body forever. But also, you're putting so much trust in someone that you probably don't know that well. You're at all, don't know at all. At all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was a stranger to you. And you were saying, hey, here's my porcelain untouched skin it's as pure as the driven snow good luck i hope you don't screw it up what if he made a zigzag on the line it would have been a bummer i don't know i guess you could sue i'm not a big sue everybody guy i know that's our nature now in, in 2020 but i guess you could theoretically sue this person but it's still going to be on your body and then you probably have to get a cover-up tattoo so i don't know that's do you sign a waiver before yeah, you do this? yeah, no, nah, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I didn't really read it thoroughly, but it's basically <laughs> like, you know, there's no liability if you get an infection or if, um, I don't know, I there's like, up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was in there. I don't think there was like an I mess up or if like, the design is terrible. I don't think that was in there though. It was mostly just in case you get injured or something happens to you while you're doing this. One of the questions was, are you pregnant? Which obviously I am not pregnant. Um, <laughs> I wonder, I guess you can't get tattoos when you're pregnant. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I guess you're injecting ink into your body and your skin. I don't toxin. know. I don't That's know. true. Toxin. But anyway. see, I'm the girl that when I go to get my hair done, sometimes afterwards, my stylist will text me, do you like it? And I'll be like, mm, can we trim it up a little more? And I will go back. But here's the thing. I guess you can't do that with a tattoo. No, you can though. I guess it depends on how intricate the tattoo is. But for me, again, they, they take a stencil and they stick it on you. So you can see what it looks like on you before they draw it on you. You can't see your haircut before you get your haircut other than looking at a picture, but it's sure. not really the same. I said you're trendy because you are trendy and you would get sick of something too fast. But what about you said your grandmother and the hearts thing, you know, get a heart somewhere. I don't know. I'm not saying that's the most original idea in the world, but that would never go out of style. And then it would be very meaningful to you. My tattoos aren't very meaningful, but if you want to get a meaningful one, then it does last for a long time. But then I think to myself, okay, I will just have one random heart somewhere on my body. To me, it seems so weird and lonely and isolating. See, I actually <laughs> like that. sad heart. I think it's really cool when there's a little tattoo that's very isolated. I think the people that have random tattoos all over them, as opposed to like a full sleeve, I think the randomness thing is actually cooler than the whole intricate sleeve is. So if you have a random heart on your arm or something or your hip or who knows, wherever, I think that's actually kind of cool. I would never do it. And if I did do it, there would have to be a lot of How about this? Involved. If I watched an entire season of Cardinals baseball, 162 games, would you get a heart tattoo? No. Okay. How many Cardinals baseball games would it take for me to watch for you to get you a heart tattoo? You'd have to watch every Cardinals game from now until the day you die. Uh, because if it's going to be permanent worth it. for me, it better be permanent for you. That's true. That would be, I would not do that. So I guess you're off the hook. Oh, All right, see? enough about me. Enough about me, though. We need to dive deep into, like, what is it, week two of, uh, of 75 oh. Hard? I mean, you look great, so I don't know. Maybe things are going well, but on the inside, are you screaming? Well, thank you for saying I look great, because that's the only thing that's going to keep me going. We're on day 15, Steve, and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I really don't. I already have a happy hour plan with my friends tomorrow, and they're like, oh, it's gonna be so nice. You know, the weather's so nice. We can sit outside, have a glass of wine. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be drinking water. That sounds like a good time. So like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. I love their steak frites. I was like, oh, I'll be getting a side salad. And we're taping this at like 4 p.m. And I still haven't worked out yet today. I have to get two workouts in. But here's the deal. Pass. I'm down eight pounds. Wow. I know. I can't <laughs> so believe it. That's like a good amount of weight. I mean. In 15 days, eight pounds in 15 days. I'm kind of worried, though, that I won't lose any more weight 
and then it'll just be 60 days of nothing. You know, well, like I was just going to say, if we do the math, project. if we do the math out, because you're what, about one fifth of the way through 15 days, so 75, right? Yeah. What's up? South, south out to math, intermediate math. Um, that means if you multiply eight times five, what's that? Uh, this 40? is this is embarrassing. Math on the radio or math on the podcasting is terrible. Math, not my strong suit. It's so 40. That, imagine if you dropped 40 pounds, what would you look like? I mean, first off, that would be unhealthy for sure, but you're on pace to drop 40 pounds. Well, if I dropped 40 pounds, I would weigh under a hundred pounds. Would there be anything left? <laughs> be, be you'd be a like, hair with a skeleton. I would be like, um, what's his name? Jack the skeleton on, um, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare for Christmas. Before, how, Love Nightmare that movie. Christmas. Love I that would, movie. What's his name? Jack, right? Skeleton. Jack Skelling, Skeleton, Skeleton. Yeah. Jack Skellington. Now, some would say he was ahead of his time. He's a good look. He's got a good slim fit to him. I would look like Kate Moss. That's what I'm saying though. So far I'm getting on the scale every morning. I'll be like, wow, I am dropping weight. This is great. But now I'm starting to think, okay, maybe I'll lose two more pounds and we'll be at an even 10. And then I'll have, I don't know. I just don't know what's going to keep me going after that. I really don't. Get the weights up, get some muscle mass in there. What do we, that's what you could do next. And that, then you can gain some muscle weight. There you go. You can come and show up to the gym looking jacked. Then is the goal abs. Well, abs are, as we've talked about, abs are made in the kitchen. We all know this. And I'm just not willing to put in the effort it takes to not eat to get abs. And I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably get abs. You have to be doing what, crunches for like 90 minutes? That's, that'd have to be your entire workout. Crunches and salads. Pass. That's basically what I'm doing now. But Steve, you know what I've been doing? My weekends are crazy boring because I'm not tipsy at all. I mean, the sober life, not for me. We're just going to put it at that. You know, I was thinking about this. And I'm not even somebody that drinks all that much, but on a Friday night, I like a glass of wine, man. Totally I like to agree. unwind from the weekend. I was thinking about this. What if I ever get pregnant and I cannot drink for basically 10 months, maybe even longer? I think I've heard. What am I going to um, do? I am dreaming of December 15th when I can have a nice full-bodied red. I'm not trying to speak. For, well, okay. Two things. I'm not trying to speak for pregnant women because I don't know, but I do believe I have heard that there are a lot of women that when they're pregnant, they don't have very many cravings to drink. Um, yeah, but I, that's true. And, I, and then the second part of that conversation would be, isn't it okay to have like a little bit of wine, a little bit of red wine here and there when you're pregnant? Yeah. Some women will dabble here and there, but I mean, I'm you're just getting saying, hammered. You're not chugging yeah. back of wine, like Franzi or whatever. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I've had a rough Friday. Let's have a few glasses. You know what I mean? Break so, open the Josh. I just wanted to say shout out to all pregnant women everywhere. You guys yeah. are the real MVPs for a multitude of reasons, but you can't drink and that sucks. But what I've been doing, Steve, is I've been filling my time with content. I've been watching a lot of amazing postseason baseball. I know you certainly have been locked into that. How about locked those in. Tampa Bay Rays, Steve, Randy Rosarena. Couldn't tell you anything about him, but I will tell you, wasn't there a massive first inning yesterday for the Dodgers, right? It was That's like 11 right. runs or something. Look at you. Yes, 11 runs. There you go. Absolutely. They ended up winning the game. But um, I would hope so. <laughs> if they lost, they, that'd, be, that'd was, probably was, be the bigger story. It was an historic first inning. But I binge watched the final season of Shit's Creek, A-plus content. Just started it. So good, Steve. Whenever you get to the finale, we have to talk about it on the pod. But I did a deep dive on the internet and I wanted to bring this up to you because I know that this is something that you are aware of because you're a Reddit dude. Love Reddit. And I've never been on Reddit. Never, not once. The deep 
corners of the internet scare me. However, I did see this on Twitter and ended up following. I say that as if Twitter's not a scarier place than whatever Reddit is. But I was going to say, you're trying to do the 75 hard thing. I feel like part of 75 hard should be not going on social media because that is oh, one of the most unhealthy okay. things you could do is being on social media. So you're doing all the damage back by just being on Reddit in the first place. But anyway. yeah, but I'm not on Reddit, but I followed this account that I saw on social media. It's AITA, which stands for Am I the Asshole? And basically what it is, is people submit these scenarios and they say, hey, am I an asshole in this scenario? And people get to comment and give their feedback on it. And it is hilarious. I mean, I'm sure most people know what this is, but I'm kind of surprised that we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet is what I'm getting at. But over the weekend, I did a massive Am I the Asshole deep dive. And I want to just read one out loud and we can break it down. And then we should probably give some examples of our own. Definitely. All right. First off, I love Am I the Asshole. It's like a real life episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I feel like I'm Larry David the entire time being like, am I the asshole here? There's so many things that I feel like that I do and how I act because you know, I'm a very particular person. And I'm always asking the question, am I in the wrong here? Like I text my sister, I'll text Maddie, like, am I the asshole here? So this is perfectly, this is apropos for us. Okay, I love it. Well, here's an example that I pulled from their Twitter feed. So it says, am I the asshole for banning my husband from coming in the kitchen while I'm cooking? And here's the scenario. This happened last night and my husband and I are now in a fight about it. I, 40-year-old female, was making dinner when my husband, 42-year-old male, came into the kitchen. I was stirring some garlic that was sauteing in oil and butter when he came up behind me and squeezed me. I ended up hitting my wrist on the side of the burning hot saute pan and now have a dime-sized burn. Since we've been married, 16 years of marriage, he always does things like this when I'm cooking. If I'm chopping veggies, (laughs) he pinches my butt or grabs my boobs. And every time, I always wind up getting hurt. Two years ago, while I was deep frying chicken, he pulled my pants down. While I was putting it in the pan, and I got a hot oil splashed all over my chest. I wasn't seriously burned, but I could have been. The most serious injury I've gotten is chopping off the tip of my thumb because he unhooked my bra while I was cutting a pepper five years ago. It required stitches and minor surgery to fix. He thinks this is funny and claims he does it because I'm defenseless. I told him that what he's doing is dangerous and it scares me. I told him that he's no longer allowed in the kitchen while I'm cooking. And if he cannot do that, then I will never cook him another meal. I told him that I'm scared I'm going to get hurt really bad. And he told me I was being sensitive and he doesn't mean it. I told him his excuses were a load of crap since he's the one with the burns and that if he cannot respect my request, he should be ashamed of himself. Now he's mad at me because he thinks I'm overreacting and should apologize to him for hurting his feelings. I refuse to, so now he isn't speaking to me at all. Am I the asshole for banning him from the kitchen? Steve. Okay. He, okay, he's, <laughs> he is the asshole. Now, I only say that because I am a very big, I'm a butt ass grabber around the house. It's ass Maddie. I've been known. It's what I do. It's just, it's funny. It's just, you know, you get a little pinch here and there. It is what it is. But you have to be aware of what's going on. If it's one thing and she's cooking some chicken or some garlic or whatever, and you do it and she she gets oil on herself. All right. You know, you live, you learn, right? One instance isn't going to make me think you're an asshole, but he literally made her cut off part of her finger and she had to get surgery. Like, dude, learn when it is appropriate to grab your wife around the house. You can't do it when she's doing delicate stuff. Imagine if she's boiling water or something and, you, and she's putting the pot down and you come up from behind her and grab her. That's not the time to grab a buck there. You probably want to do it when she's cutting some veggies or maybe she's making a salad, not using the knife maybe, something very not you know dangerous. So as a person who is very much a grabber around the house, I understand where he's coming from. But you have to know the circumstances, dude. So he's 100% the asshole in that scenario. Anytime your wife has to get surgery because she, you made her 
cut part of her finger off because you were doing a joke, that's on you, dude. Also, she is slaving away in the kitchen, making you a beautiful meal. What's less about that? (laughs) But I'm saying she's doing something for you. She's doing something for you. No, but Michelle, he's not doing it maliciously. I get he's not doing it maliciously. He isn't, but he's got to be more aware. He's got to be more aware. Right, but I'm saying if she's doing something for you and has a request and is saying, hey, this is bothering me. It's not like she's shopping with her friends and you're doing something and she's saying, hey, this is like you're benefiting from this. And if she's getting hurt, then I don't even see any well, scenario how she's the asshole. She isn't, but I have to, I hate to break it to this Reddit user, but if it hasn't dawned on this guy, her husband yet, that through many injuries of him doing this, you kicking him out of the kitchen is probably not going to be the final straw here. He, if he didn't get it when you were going to the hospital and getting surgery because of something you did, he's not going to get it when you politely ask asking to stay out of the kitchen. I also think if you have threatened to not cook another meal for him and he says, no, I'm still going to keep playing grab ass and you had to take to Reddit to find out who is the asshole, he's going to keep doing it. That's a very obvious one though. Who's going to not say that that guy's not the asshole? Of course he's the asshole. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's saying, lighten up, Shirley. He's just trying to have fun. He is, but that's a scenario of like one of your friends who's, I don't know, like wrestling with you or if you're playing flag football and he comes and decks you and you break your arm. It's like, oh, it was all good fun, dude. It's like, yeah, but my arm's broken now. So it wasn't actually that fun, dude. Grow up. So I don't know. This guy, I can't imagine anyone would side with this person. Yeah. Also, if she's getting burns on her chest and on her arm and her fingers cut off, cooking you a meal should not be a war zone, buddy. It should not. Very and then well think said. about how tense she is, probably thinking, oh my God, I'm getting ready to put the salmon in the oven. Is he going to depan me right now? <laughs> I love a good prank as a spouse. I'll do stuff to Maddie. It is what it is, but not in dangerous situations, like in the living room or wherever, but not in the kitchen when there are sharp objects or hot boiling grease around. I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you this. This is something that should be common knowledge for people. Right. But if your wife is getting injured and, and you're the problem and you don't realize you're the problem, there might be some more help than just posting something on Reddit. And you can probably taste it in the food. As we learned from Below Deck Med, food is cooked with love and her food is cooked with anger and tension. And fear. <laughs> yeah. Fear. So yeah, you fear, can probably fear, taste it in the chicken. Fear, fear doesn't taste very good. <laughs> no, you know, chicken with the seasoning of fear. Okay, so let's come up with some scenarios of our own because I have two for you that I was thinking about over the weekend and I want you to tell me if I'm the asshole. And as you mentioned, I'm sure you have several that you can I, come up Okay, with. I, have, I have two good ones as well. You, why don't you go first? Okay, so this happened to me over the weekend. I go out from a run, 75 hard, you know, I'm outside. I come back to my house, I get the mail. I'm opening up, okay, a bill here, whatever. I get a wedding invitation. And okay. I'm like, okay, kind of surprised that I was invited to this wedding. I'm definitely not going to go. And I am to the point in my adult life where I am wedding out. Unless you're my really, really, really good friend. I kind of don't want to go, congratulations to you on your life decision. I'm excited for you. But when I look back at all the money that I've spent on weddings, it is a significant sum of money, significant. And as I'm getting older, I don't know if I ever want to get married, but sometimes I think if I get married, it's going to be a small affair. I don't want to have this big blowout princess type wedding. I just don't. I'm not trying to demean anyone else's choices, just not mine. But When I was younger, I would think, okay, I'm I'm happy giving these gifts because I'm going to invite them to my wedding. It's something that gets reciprocated. So I get this invitation. I think, not only am I not going to this wedding, I'm not even going to send a gift because (laughs) I would not invite them to my wedding. So what's the point? I'm going to send you a gift. 
for a plate that I'm not even going to eat. And then you're not going to come to my wedding. So it's just me giving you money and I get nothing in return. So see, am I the asshole for not sending a gift to a wedding that I'm not going to when I don't want to invite them to mine? Okay. In relation to you, who don't is this person? Say. Childhood friend? Not, no, you don't have to say a name or anything, but give but me some if context. I say, if I give some context, they might know who it is. How close were you ever really close? I mean, I guess it depends on, there's so many it's variables someone that I've known a long time, but that I, I don't speak to on a regular basis. Okay. Like, so, I was shocked I was invited. Yeah. I think we've all been had that one moment or at least that one wedding that we were like, wow, I got invited to this. That's kind of weird. Um, I know I've had a couple. Um, and I think I've gone to all of them, which is kind of weird too, but it's cause I had nothing else going on. It was when I was younger too. And weddings right. were still fun. Cause totally. I totally agree with you that weddings at this point are like, all right, Unless it's a close friend or family member, like, ah, probably count. And we're in a pandemic. And we're, so when is the wedding? It's next year. So. Oh, uh, okay. So you got some time then though. You, I got you, some the time. pandemic might, we might have a vaccine then. Wishful thinking, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed, you know. Right. We get some more science involved here. Maybe we'll get over this thing. But I don't think you're the asshole, but here's the problem. You send a card, you send nothing in return. You're sending absolutely nothing. Because I feel like if no. you send a card with nothing in it, that's almost even worse because then you're not even giving them anything. It's almost better to just to respond no and then just cut off all communications from there. Well, yeah, I'm going to send them back my RSVP cards with the box check no, that's what they're going to get. And they're not invited to your wedding, obviously. So I actually don't think you're the, I think there are some people that would say, yeah, it's a kind gesture, like maybe send them something. I don't even know what you would send them. What do you give them, 100 bucks? Yeah. I don't even know. Well, that's what I'm saying. What am I going to send you? A card with a handwritten note with no cash in it? That's lame. I don't want to send you money. What do I I'll send you? Like a Lowe's gift card. But again, then it's just me giving them money. And I, I'm happy for them. But this is somebody that I don't even know if I have their phone number anymore. Oh, wow. So no, you're not the asshole at all. I actually know somebody who was in a wedding for someone who was a very similar situation for what you described. She was not only invited, she was in the wedding. It was someone that she didn't even really talk to anymore, wasn't even close friends with, wasn't friends with any of her other friends and had to pay for you know part of the bachelorette, had to pay for all the stuff that goes with you know the hair and makeup, all this stuff, go to all the events. So she was in the actual wedding, wasn't that close with them, which I felt really bad for her. So I don't know. I don't think you're the asshole, but I kind of feel like some people might disagree with us on this one. I think some people might yeah. say, just be the nice person, Michelle, and send them a gift. They were nice enough to think of you. And here, but here's the thing, as someone who has been married, getting married is kind of like a cash cow. Part of it is that you just get awesome gifts and, totally. and stuff. Maddie and I were always like, can we not get married, but just have the registry? Because that would be really sick. We just get a bunch of free stuff. So is one gift going to matter to them? Probably not. And again, I love this person and I am so flattered that I was invited and I am so happy that they found someone and that they're going to be together forever. And I hear they're very happy, but I've only even met the significant other one time. Yeah. And it was good. at a bar. You're good. Not necessary. You know what I thought? How did they get my address? Um, I wonder I if they're one of those people that just cast a wide net too, and they want to invite as many people to their wedding just so they can get maximum amounts of money and gifts. Cause that's a savvy strategy as well. That is. Okay. Give me yours. What do you got? All right. This has happened to me a lot recently. Speaking about getting older, you're tired of people's weddings. I'm kind of tired of just babies and I don't even have kids yet. Am I the asshole for not caring or being interested in other people's babies? Do you have an example? So for example, like the other day, my mom, I was over at my parents' house and my mom was like, oh, so-and-so, like a childhood friend that I haven't talked to in 100 years. I don't even, I'm not even friends with them. Couldn't even tell you anything about their life. It's like, oh, so-and-so had a baby. Let me show you a picture. And I was like, mom, let me stop you there. Don't care. Don't want to see it. Not interested in the baby. And here's the thing. Babies are not cute. They're just not. I'm sorry. They're not. So if you sit here and go, oh, look at my infant baby. You look like a potato. You're not cute. Now I'm not an anti-kid person. I actually like kids. 
I can't wait to have kids. I think it's a fun part of being life. I just think it'll be fun. I think I'll be a good dad and I'm excited about that. But I'm not really excited about kids until they're about two years old and they start having some motor skills, maybe can talk a little bit. Because the first two years seems like it's just a bunch of feeding and pooping. And they look like a blob that you basically just have to keep alive for a little while. So that to me is not cute. And I'm not interested in other people's babies because I don't think they're cute either. So am I the asshole for thinking that way? I don't think you're the asshole. Because if it's someone that you don't really care about, why should you care about their baby? Again, congratulations that they had a baby. But I will say this. Babies in like the three month on stage are so cute. For instance, mm. I was with my, trust me, I was with my friend Amy last night. We were on a walk with her daughter, Olivia, who's right in that three, four month oh, range. She, a oh, great name. And she is so cute. She's got little rolls on her thighs, Steve, and she's smiley and bright eyed and she makes cute sounds. And I'm telling you, if it's a baby, if you, someone you love has a baby, you will care about it. That's different. You if it's think immediate it's so family, cute. immediate family, like my sisters or close friends. Yes, have you a will baby. think the baby is cute and you will care. Uh, I'm not going to say it's cute, but I will be more interested. But just I random acquaintances of people that I don't even really know be like, hey, look at my baby. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's so cute. She's so adorable. He's so handsome. Because they're not. Oftentimes, they don't even, they don't even have a hair for like six months to a year. Some of these babies, I'm just sitting there going, you look, you're a year old, you still look like an infant. So, and yes, I get it. It's like, okay, we could dress them up in Patagonia and make them look all preppy and it's really cute. And, but it's not. You're dressing up a potato. I also think it's weird when really young babies look like adult men. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen a baby that looks like a man? Yeah, your baby looks like Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's not cute. Winston Churchill's not cute. He's balding <laughs> fat. What is happening? Yeah. Ew. But I'm telling you, give the three-month-old baby some more love. As you get older, whenever you have a baby and it's three months old, you're going to be like, cute. No. Well, of course, because everyone's biased about their own things. Of course, I'm going to think my baby is cute. But your kid could be a complete deadbeat. My, and the parents will be like, oh, no, he's so, he's so smart. He's so great. Oh, he's the best kid ever. And meanwhile, he's a terrible suit and he's getting arrested left and right. Parents are biased. So you can't even ask the actual people that are close to the situation. And that actually brings up another thing. You were talking about... Uh, baby boys that look like old men bringing up Winston Churchill. One of my favorite things that that parents do to, to try to dress up how ugly babies are, specifically girls, is when they have like a bald girl who hasn't grown her hair in yet, and they just put a bow on her head. They're like, oh, she's so cute. It's like, no, she's bald. She doesn't have any hair yet. She's she's probably going to be really cute when she's like toddler, but right now she looks like a blob. Sorry. You put the bow on so that people know she's a girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's very ambiguous for a while. So it's, I'm not, it's okay. I, again, I am a kid person. I think kids are, I love kids. It's but really, all really kids fun. But I want them to have some motor skills and a personality before I say they're cute. Maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait for you to have a kid and for all of this to change. No, because I know I'm going to think my kid's cute. I'm talking about other people's babies because everyone wants to sho shove a baby in your face and say, oh my God, no, not me, not for me. Stop shoving babies in Steve's face. <laughs> Get them out of my face. I don't want to see Get pictures. I'm face. not interested until they have motor skills. Okay, I have one more for you too. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I was talking to someone the other day and they brought up the fact that they realized that they have word crutches. We have acknowledged mm, that definitely. on this podcast. We have ours. Steve says, honestly, I say, what was mine that I say? Literally. Lit I say yeah. all the time. And so we try to work on that, but we also speak and other people can critique it. They listen to us in a vacuum, right? It's not a, an organic conversation. And so um, I said to this person, oh yeah, are you talking about how you say like all the time? 
And they said, no, I actually was talking about something else, but do Ooh. I say like all the time? And as this person was saying it to me, they said like six times in one sentence. And I brought that up and they said, oh my gosh, you're so right. I do say like all the time. Thank you for alerting me to this. I need to be better. And this person said, keep holding me accountable. This is, this person wants to speak for a living. And they said, I need to break this habit. It's a really bad habit. So I will talk to this person and they will say something along the lines of, yeah. So like last night I like went out with my girlfriend and I, and we like looked at houses and my response will be, did you look at houses or did you like look at houses? And, and then they, but then they will say, I did it again. You're right. I need to get better at this. And I don't know if they're getting better at it, but I feel like an asshole every time I say it, but they asked me to hold them accountable. So am I the asshole for doing that? First off, I feel like you're subtweeting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is not you. It is not you that I'm um, for myself. But- But no, I would say that if this person specifically asked you to call them out and hold them accountable, then you're doing your job as a friend or coworker or whatever. If they can't handle it, that's not your problem. Your job was very clear was they want you to hold them accountable and you are holding them accountable and you're calling them out whenever they do it. And you're doing it in a little bit of a humorous way. So it's not even like you're being a dick. So I don't think you're an asshole at all. I think you're being a good friend. It's all the time. It's every 10 minutes that I talk to this person. I say something like that because it's so, it is. Does he want to get better? I mean, what are, you, what are we doing here? Either he wants to get better or he doesn't want to get better. And you're trying to help him get over his word crutch. And if he says it every other word and you call him out for it every other word, so be it. I feel like there's no way you're the asshole here. Well, I'm getting ready to quit doing it because I feel badly every time. Well, it sounds tiresome to be honest with you. You have to do it every other word. I mean, I feel bad for you more than I feel bad for him. <laughs> but I'm over it. I'm overdoing it. But every time I do it, I think, am I being a really big No, 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 no. You're being fine. <laughs> if you were doing that and he didn't ask you to do that, then you're a huge asshole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you were just yeah. correcting. Now, I will say, I know I'm very judgy and I can be a little bit, you know, I like to correct things here and there. But people who correct other people's grammar and the other person didn't ask for their grammar to be corrected, those people are kind of shitty. You don't want to hang out with that person. What do you mean if it's a your your deal? No, because I actually think that's very important. Maybe you, maybe I am an asshole because I do think your 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 and there there and there is very important. If you don't know and the difference, two, then two, I'm, two. and I'm not I'm not really interested in having a conversation with you if you or reading anything that you write if you cannot figure out the your your situation. But no, I'm just trying to think of just like grammatical one. things. I have but, one. When people say I could care less, and oh, people go, you mean you couldn't care less? For sure, yeah. Because like, that cool, really right? bothers right. me every time people say it. But I'm never going to be like, you mean you couldn't care less? And we knew what you were talking about. Don't be the asshole. That's a perfect example of you being an asshole. But if this person specifically said, I want to fix my speech, and you are helping them, then no, you're not the asshole. Oh wait, I have one more. One more, really quickly. Oh, okay. This is a fast one because uh, you're gonna t- you're gonna 100% tell me I'm the asshole here. Am I the asshole? for rarely ever texting my mom back. If you look at the text exchange between my mom and I, it's just all text from her and then maybe the one word answer for me every once in a while. Steve, stop being a dick, text your mom back. She I know, but it's, you. but it's just some, some of this, and I love, my mom listens to this and I've, we joked about this. Text her back. Before, but there's some useless information in there for being honest. A lot of it is, again, she'll text me a picture of someone's baby that I don't care about. I'm not gonna text you back. Or information about some random person that I may have went to high school with that has something happened to them in their life that is not meaningful. She'll text me that and I just won't respond. It is what it is. Or what will happen is, now what happens is she texts Maddie and I and Maddie responds for me. Well, you need to be more engaged on the text chain with your mom. 
I talk to my mom, but we'll talk on the phone every once in a while. It's fine. I love my mom. She's the best. It's not like I don't have a great relationship with my mom, but my mom is one of those people who she's almost like a, it's like a spam email. She just spam texts me with stuff that I don't need and I need a spam folder and I just don't respond to it. Well, you know what you should do is you should ask her, mom, does it bother you that I don't respond to your texts? And if she says, yes, Steve, then respond. Uh, or I could just you know say, how many people be a little bit more. To have their mom texting oh, them. Here we go. Here we go. I'm All just right. saying, Steve. I'm just saying you're lucky to have such a great mom. No, I am. I know that I am lucky to have such a great mom. I am. But maybe mom, quality over quantity. How about we do that? Is that cool? And then I'll text back more. Why don't you put her on a text limit? You know, just say, hey, maybe twice a day, only pertinent stuff. One of the funniest things that my father-in-law has ever done, and I'll tell you, this story is so good. So my mother-in-law, very much like my mother, volume texture, volume email person, very caring, just very loving, in your face loving. And so she sends a lot of emails. She'll blast them out to all of us, really. We got a couple one day and uh, my father-in-law just responded, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that is such a great, great, great line. So there's times when I want to just send a note to my mom, be like, mom, unsubscribe. Listen, sometimes you get one too many, like my, you know, my mother-in-law will send why deodorant is bad, some natural deodorant thing. And I'm like, I don't need this right now. I don't need to know why this is cancerous Actually, for my body. You should, Steve. So no, no, no. Because it makes should. you smell bad. You smell worse. Maddie's going through this right now. You smell worse when you use the, the, the natural it's deodorant true. than you do if you didn't use any deodorant at all. But only for a little bit. Mm. You have to get it out of your system. I yeah. did it during quarantine. Well, that's actually that's a good time because you were probably around that many people. And there you go. That's right. I could anyway, just let I, it out. So I'm going to have some toxins in my life. I'm sorry. I don't, need, I don't need 14 emails about it. Well, you know what we do need in our lives, Steve, is another draft. And today we are going to do a chip draft. And we were going to do 10 selections each. But I think what we've realized is that most of the chips available out there on the market are trash. There's not a lot of great chips out there. So we're going to try to get to 10 each, but I don't know if we're going to get there. But we're going to fly through this because I have my big board set and it's set in marker. I think we both wrote down 11 chips. So there could 11. be some big crossover here. Although mine are so specific, Michelle, I don't think there's going to be much crossover. I think this is like the candy thing, but even on steroids where you like what you like. And I think... I have some specific, specific flavor and brands that are necessary. Because I think that's necessary. Like you can't just go all barbecue chips. That's, no, no, no. Specific yeah, brand no. and specific style is very important to this conversation. So I actually don't know if there's going to be that much uh, overlapping of what we have here. Plus, there's, okay. I, there's an avocado situation as well, too, by the way. Wait, what'd you say? I agree. I have an avocado situation as well. I have the first pick this time, I think, because didn't you have first pick in the fruit draft because you went pineapple? I did go pineapple, which I stand by that decision. Okay, so I am up first, and I think this is pretty much the safest first overall pick I could possibly do in the small talk chip draft. So with the number one overall pick, Steve, I am going Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream. Very, very good pick. I don't actually have that on my big board, but it is a really good pick. I have a variation of that. So this is where the specifics get, get very important to me. I think they're good, but they're not the best sour cream and cheddar chip. So I'll get to that a little bit later. That's Here's the thing too. That's where you're wrong. See, the ruffles are underrated. I think a right, I, I don't actually have ruffles on my list, the plain ones, but the plain ones actually, if we're talking plain potato chips, and I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves here, but ruffles are underrated. You are getting ahead of yourself, but uh -oh. number one overall pick, 
If I am putting together my lunchbox, I want the ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream chips up in there. You can't go wrong with cheese. I mean, you just can't. Can't. Pretty much okay. in any form. All right. So here's the thing. This is why I don't think there's going to be that much overlap. My number one, and I don't even think you're going to pick this one, but I want to make this as a, this is a statement pick. This is me slamming <laughs> the table and going, this is where I'm starting this thing off. Even if you don't even have them on the board. Whoa. Fritos Honey Barbecue Twists. Best chip in the game. I guarantee you Gold Jr. will back me up on this. We have, we'll have to send this, uh, send this his way because I guarantee you he backs me up on this. Have you ever had them or seen them? No, but if it's a, is it a chip if it's a twist? So this is where we get into the avocado situation. I actually think it's definitely a chip because it's a version of a Frito. It's a corn chip, but it is a chip. And it's, yeah, it's a twisty thing, but it's basically a barbecued Frito but twisted. And they're amazing. They are by far the best chip. I, if I could have anything at the side, I'm going to stop and shop and I'm going to pick up any chip you want. That is my first overall pick. Okay, so we're going chips and cousins of chips. So this is the chips and cousins of chips draft. But it's technically a chip. I actually think we may have some more problems as we go through this thing. This isn't even the one I think was a problem. Okay, it's, well then, it's a, it's a corn chip. Like, would you can, okay, would you, consider, would you consider tortilla chips a chip? Yes, this is basically yes. a tortilla chip. It's kind of like a tortilla chip. No, it's a Frito rolled up twist it up. But Fritos are just fatter tortilla chips. That's what they are. They're Ugh. corn chips. I'll allow it, but I don't love it. If you guys haven't had a Fritos honey barbecue twist, I'm telling you it'll change your life. Okay. Is it me now? Or You're do okay. you go next? Oh, wait. Okay. I go, that's right. No way. I, got two, I get two Name in a row, right? Okay. okay. I have another one really high on my board, but it's very similar. So I want to stay away from it here. I'm going to take this one because I think this is a slam dunk home run. Pringle sour cream and onion. It's, Damn it's, a, it. it's, it's an unbelievable chip. And I rest my, it's unbelievable. It's the, actually the only Pringle bet. that I like that much. Original Pringles, I don't really love. There are some good Pringles, but if we're talking th th specifically Pringles, that is the elite pick. Damn it, Steve. That was my second pick. Wow, I, feel, I actually feel really good about this now. There you go. Ugh. Okay. Well, let me re-strategize. Now I'm happy I had the second pick. I actually, having the first pick and this wasn't that great. So for me next, this is me slamming the table. This is me saying, this is what our philosophy is, okay? Over up here in Smallman's cabinet. This is where we go when we need something done. And it's Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chips. So I don't actually know if I haven't had a salt and vinegar chip in decades, and I'm not even saying that I don't like them, but I just haven't had one in so long because I didn't originally like them, but I wonder if my adult taste buds now do like them. So I'm not even going to write them off, but I don't know. I'm just, it's a question mark for me. Okay, Steve, you're Italian. I'm assuming that you've had an Italian sub in the past few years. How are you eating an Italian sub without salt and vinegar chips? No, What's I agree. Deal? Oh, they're going to say salt and vinegar on the sandwich itself. Yeah, I do, on I the sandwich and the chips. Put the chips on the sandwich and you've got a party in your mouth. I actually had, in speaking of Maddie and I were in Portsmouth, we went to a, a burger place and I got salt and vinegar fries. And they're, I mean, it's basically oh, the same yeah. thing. So you're right. I probably would like them a lot. But I haven't had them. I haven't had them in a long time. You know what's really good? Sneak speaking of fries. You ever had Greek fries? Um, no. You can get them at Simple Greek. It's that fast food place. It's not really fast food. It's kind of like a Chipotle for Greek food. But I don't think we have that here. They're hand cut fries and they drizzle uh, red wine vinegar and feta cheese on top. It oh. is unbelievable. unbelievable. Sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. Unbelievable. So yeah, I can see why you picked salt and vinegar. It makes sense to me. All right. This will be my third pick here. Man, I have such a weird variety. I don't even really have them in a specific order, but 
give me, because I think this is one that's going to come up pretty close. Give me Doritos Cool Ranch third. I think it's the by far better one. I think it's better than the nacho one. I don't really like that many Doritos, period, but I think the Doritos Cool Ranch is the best one. You don't like either of them? I think they're garbage. Take them. Wow. Okay. Cool Ranch, I mean. Cool Ranch, I mean. But you like the nacho one. I don't know. Maybe I do. Oh, all right. We'll tease for later. Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's what we call deep tease in the biz. I think the Cool Ranch is overrated. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. All right. All right. Okay, Steve. So for me, next then... I'm going to just take this because I'm afraid you will. I'm going Cheetos. Ooh, it wasn't on my list. I understand why you pick it, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of them. So mm. if I'm going to get cheese on my fingers, we're going Cheetos. Uh, I respect the decision, but how you feel about Cheetos, that's how I feel about Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay. So okay. I guess, you know, we both miss. It's okay. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is my fourth pick, right? Yeah, this is my fourth pick here. Okay. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Cape Cod Mesquite Barbecue Chips. They are phenomenal. They're kind of like the Lay's ones, like the Lay's Barbecue Chips, but they're on steroids. They're better. So trust me, if you like the Lay's Barbecue ones, try the Cape Cod Mesquite ones because they're kettle cooked. They have much more crisp to them. And I think the Mesquite Barbecue flavor is actually better. So I feel like I hit a a slam dunk here. Any Cape Cod chips are really, really good, but specifically the Mesquite Barbecue. That was such a mistake by you. Mm. I'll go for it. I'm sure All right, good. so with my fourth pick, what's a party without Tostito scoops? I love a dip, Steve, and there's nothing else. There's no better vehicle than a Tostito scoop chip. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I actually like a, a different Tostitos better. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. Scoops are okay. They're okay. Scoops are the best. Steve, how many times? Seven layer dip. Oh, here we go. Boop. Chip. Cracks. It just cracks right in there and it ruins your day. But here's the thing too, Michelle, is you're counting on a dip with that. By themselves, they're not that good. Mm, Yes, they are. If you flip them upside down, it's like sticking your tongue in a chip basket. There's no way, Michelle, you're telling me right now that of all the chips in the entire universe, that what what was that, just your fourth or fifth pick? Fourth pick. If you went into Stop and Shop and you had an entire aisle of chips, an entire aisle, your fourth pick would be plain Tostitos chips. It might be my fifth because you stole sour cream and onion Pringles from me. Okay. It shouldn't be top five because it needs a vessel. If you're talking about that with guacamole or salsa or queso, I'm like, all right, I could see that. But by itself, no way. No okay. Way. But who are you? I mean, you're not the commissioner here. You're altering all the rules here. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my chips the way I'm going to enjoy them. You and your chips and cousins of chips can do whatever you want. Fine. I'm going to do that right now because I want to take a chip that's better than that. How about this? Okay. Oh. I'm going to take, this is my fifth pick, the... Kettle spicy queso. Kettle chips are amazing. The kettle brand, you know what I'm talking about? They're like, they're ones in a super thick bag that you often have to rip open. They're very intense flavors. Some of them are much better than other ones. The best one, it's amazingly cheesy. We were talking about cheese before. Cheese is underrated when it comes to everything. They're a little bit spicy and very cheesy. And they're that thick kettle chip. Oh, delicious. I've never had them, so I can't speak to them, but you seem excited about it. You would love them. Okay, so this is my fifth pick. I'm going Sun Chips Garden Veggie, which is obviously the superior Sun Chip. Hold on. Garden Veggie? I think it's Garden Salsa because I had that on my list. That's the first one of yours that I've had on my list. And I agree with you. It's delicious. Yes, my bad. Sun Chip Garden Salsa. I just assume it's veggie because it tastes like amazing tomato. But I'm going Sun Chip Garden Salsa for my fifth pick. 
It's a really, really good pick. I can't, I have nothing bad to say about it. In fact, it was the only one of yours that was on my list. If you're going to get a turkey sandwich, throw some sun chips on the side. Oh yeah. Sun chips are very good. I feel like there was this thing where for a while it was like, oh, sun chips are good for you. It's like, no, they're not good for you. They're just they're, like, that's the power of imaging and messaging. They seem like they would be healthy for you, but they're actually just as bad as regular chips. That's are. right. So NBD. All right. Um, let's get a little bit controversial here. Why don't we? Oh, we haven't already? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you're going to let this slide. Now, I've already picked, you gave me shit for picking the Honey Twist, the Fritos Honey Twist, which I think is 100% a chip. How about this one? Are popcorners a chip? They are Wait. shaped like chips. They're essentially pop, they're popped corn, but it's flattened triangle-shaped chip things. And they okay. have a bunch of different flavors. I'll allow it. They have kettle corn. They have sweet chili. They have, I think they have a jalapeno one. You get the best worlds. You get the best of popcorn because you get that nice corn popcorn taste, but also has the crispy crunch of a chip and the flavor of a chip. I'm choosing specifically the white cheddar version. So popcorners, white cheddar, I'm encouraging you and everyone else who hasn't had popcorners, give them a try. They're delicious. Okay. They sound really good. Uh, it sounds like white cheddar popcorn, which isn't really a chip, but well, if it's shaped like a chip, I guess we need to allow it. You're right, because smart food is maybe my favorite snack food of all time. I think so it's good. it's bar ball, undefeated, never lost. And I tried to get that in here because I'm agree with you. I don't think that's that doesn't count as a chip. That's a snack. And you know my love for popcorn, but I do believe popcorners should be counted as chips because they are shaped like chips. Right. I'm gonna go here. This might surprise you, mm. but this, if I was gonna snack on one chip. I want, this is the second, the second Tostitos I'm going with. I want Tostitos no. Hint of Lime. I want oh. Tostitos Hint of Lime. Ew, ew. Somehow it got worse. Ew. <laughs> I want Tostitos Hint of Lime. You may have seen this on my Twitter feed. I yearly tweet at Tostitos and say, hey, it's 2020. When are we going to get scoops with a Hint of Lime? That's a, yeah, that's actually, why, that's dumb. Why wouldn't they have that? I mean, I don't this like is, either of them, but I get it. This is a public plea to Tostitos. Give us a scoop with a hint of lime. Give the people what they want. They want give, that. Give us what it, we need. But the people apparently want it. Michelle knows people that want it. I don't know anybody that wants that. You're looking at it. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. I'm just going to say this right away because I'm not going to pick any Tostitos. I can't believe you picked two. I feel like you lost the draft by picking two tortilla chips. That's so weird to me. Um, no. But the best, the best Tostitos are the Tostitos rolls. They're amazing because they're super salty and they're very crunchy. Okay, but you're picking things that aren't necessarily chips. All of mine are chips. Everything I pick so far is chips. Sure. Whatever. All right. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. <laughs> See, I have things that I know you're not going to pick, so I'm like, maybe I should wait same. a little bit. Same, same, same. But I'm running out of options, so I guess I just have to pick it. Give me, your first pick was sour cream and cheddar ruffles, right? Or sour cream? Correct, correct. Right? I'm going to take... Tell me if I can do this, but I'm going to take the baked Lay's sour cream and cheddar. I think they're better actually, because I think their crisp is better and that flavor isn't quite as intense because that flavor of a ruffle sour cream and cheddar is really intense. That's it's, why it's good. It's borderline too much. You know what I mean? It's, it's borderline too much. Whereas the baked one, I get the awesome crispiness from the baked potato chip. It's a little bit healthier for you. And I think the flavor is better. So give me the baked version. Yeah, let's take everything good about chips and bake it away. Let's do it. it <laughs> you, picked like two, you picked two tortilla chips. You're not one to talk. Because the way that I consume chips <laughs> is not hand in a bag snacking. It's with a dip. Mm, I don't know. Actually, I am putting together a team here is what I'm doing. A team of chips. <laughs> a powerhouse. A powerhouse. Okay, Steve. So this is my, what, sixth pick then? Yeah, I have seven. So, no, this should five, be your six. Five, six. Be your... 
seventh. This, this is my seventh. seventh. Okay, with my seventh pick, I've got to go Doritos. We need a classic in there. You took the Cool Ranch, which I think is garbage, but we are going with the classic. Listen, after I went to Iowa, after I had walking tacos, it reignited my love for classic Doritos. Yeah, but in, okay. I'm not going to say, walking taco with Doritos nacho chips, of course it's going to be good. Like, it's delicious, but I do believe the Cool Ranch ones are the superior Dorito chip. I think most dudes think that. I remember all the- Oh, you think this is like a sex thing? You think this is a, a guys versus well, girls thing? no, I think there's many women out there that love the Cool Ranch too. I'm not even making it into that. I'm just saying when I was growing up, I remember going to birthday parties, right? You'd get the pizzas delivered, you'd get the chips, and all the dudes wanted the Cool Ranch Doritos. Maybe it's something about our age bracket. I don't know, but it was just such a dude thing to be like, yeah, let's rent- Mortal Kombat from Blockbuster and eat Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah, my ideal birthday party was going to some sort of arcade where I'm just play, playing a bunch of awesome games. There is a pizza that is cut into squares, not slices, squares. And there's Cool Ranch Doritos there as well. Well, you would love St. Louis because you know St. Louis style pizza is cut into squares. They call it the square beyond compare. Well, they're not the only people that cut it into squares. Come I'm on. just saying another reason why you're going to love it when you visit here because our pizzas and squares. Okay, fair enough. Not a bad pick from you, but you just you got the second best Dorito. So I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, this is going to be a controversial one. This is the one where I was running this list by Maddie and she was like, that's not a chip. What are you talking about? It is 100% a chip. It is made from potato. Have you ever seen the TGI Friday's cheddar bacon potato skins? Yeah, they're, no, that's not a chip. That's a chip. It's a, they're potatoes. They're skins and they're fried. With, a, with flavoring on them. Okay, so can I put a baked potato and call it a chip? It's not a baked potato because they're are not- Are you talking about the actual potato skins or are they- No, 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 no. You get them in a vending machine at your school. No, no, no. Not the ones that come in the box that are in the frozen section because okay. those, are, those are good too. No, 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 no. Michelle, I'm not a savage. I wouldn't <laughs> add a real potato into this conversation. No, you never saw it at school. They were in all of the vending machines when I was growing yeah. up. It's a white bag with red writing. It has the TGI Fridays logo on it. They're cheddar bacon potato skins, and they are so good. No, we didn't have that at my school, but they sound really good. Mm, Midwest, slacking behind. They haven't made it to the Midwest yet, apparently. They're very good. They're very good. And I, I mean, I didn't think they were going to be on your list because they're very niche, but they're awesome. Okay, well, here's what I'm doing next. Now that I know you can just roll anything up and call it a chip, you know what I'm doing, Steve, is the rolled corn chips from Trader Joe's, the chili lime. You know what I'm talking about? They are phenomenal. Those are dangerous. Those are one of those things that I cannot buy. I cannot buy the T. Joe's rolled up chili lime things because I will go through an entire bag. They're on my no-fly list. So that's where we're going with my eighth pick. It's a good pick, and I, I'm not going to fight you. That's a, that's a chip to me. That's 100% a chip. I will not fight you on that. And to echo your thing about how dangerous it is to buy, if I buy a family-sized bag of smart food, it'll be gone in one night. It's, it's like a problem. One night? It's a problem. Wow. Like, I have a problem when eating those chips. If they're in the house, it's going to be gone, and it's bad. Wow. Uh, so I know how you feel about that. All right, moving on here. I've got – I only I have, what, two picks left. And I have three things on my big board left. So let's see if I could weed these. All right. I'm going to just take this right ahead because you, you took the other one, but I want to get this one real quick. I'm going to take, since you took the garden salsa, which I do believe is the best sun chip, great pick by you. I think a close second is the cheddar. So I'm going to take the cheddar sun chips because they're a close second, but they're not quite the garden salsa. So shouts to you for that one. My last two picks, I'm going OG and then I'm going with my ringer with something that I'm sure you've never had, but that are going to knock your socks off because you know I'm gonna mail them to you. So with my ninth pick, 
how can we have a potato chip draft and not have a classic potato chip? And I was debating between two, but I think I've got to go classic ruffles. I was debating between classic glaze or classic ruffles, but I think if I'm going quality and quantity, I think I would rather have the, the classic ruffles, especially the wavy ones. I will say you made the right call. Ruffles are like the Lakers and Lays are like the Clippers. Regular Lays chips just aren't good. I don't think they're very good at all, actually. Regular Ruffles chips? No. You wouldn't say no. See, I disagree. I don't really want to eat those. I don't want them at all. Now, if there's a bag of Ruffles, I'll eat the bag of regular Ruffles. But the regular Lays just salted potato chips, meh. They're just meh. They probably wouldn't even make my top 25. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that we're not picked- taking popcorn-shaped chips and putting it on our list. <laughs> well, now you're going to get super mad. Some of, us, some of us respect the actual chip, okay? Okay, you picked, you picked Cheetos. Cheetos are the least chip-like thing on this entire list. And that's the only why- reason I went Cheetos is because you already deviated. Okay, well, I'm going to pick something that might piss you off then as my last pick. Because this is, they're kind of like Cheetos, but they're not quite like Cheetos. Do you know Andy's Hot Fries? No. You don't know Andy's Hot Fries? Okay. Okay, you've never seen this before? You've never seen this? Never, not once. Oh, they're fucking delicious. I feel like if you pick Cheetos, Michelle, this has to count. They're not quite chips. They're more like Cheetos. They're like a cheesy, sort of airy, puffy thing. But they're a little bit spicy, and that's why I like them. I think they have a better texture than Cheetos. So I wouldn't have taken them if you didn't take Cheetos. But since you did take Cheetos, I think Andy's Hot Fries are fair game, and they will be my 10th pick. And I feel like steal the draft because they are freaking delicious. Well, I've never had them, never even heard of them. So I guess I'll have to take your word for it, but I'm about to come in super hot and with my seal of the draft, give you my number 10 pick, okay? okay. And to all my St. Lunatics listening, you know where I'm about to go. Oh, okay. here we go. Trust me when I tell you, this is the best chip on planet Earth. It is the best. So much so, when Freeze Pops moved here, even he was like, holy shit. Why aren't these nationwide? He might not have said that. I may be paraphrasing, but the sentiment- He probably didn't say that, yeah. The sentiment (laughs) was the same, I'm telling you. With my 10th pick and definitely the MVP of the draft, we're going Old Vienna Red Hot Ripplets. Steve, imagine the best barbecue chip you've ever had with an added kick to it. It's got a depth of flavor like you cannot even believe. And what Old Vienna does too is they grind the chips down into a fine powder, into like a seasoning almost. There's a restaurant here in St. Louis that uses it to coat their fries and then they bake it. So it's like a French fry with chips on it. It's amazing. Wait, what is the flavor though? I'm telling you, it's like barbecue with a kick. They're called Red Hot Ripplets. Um, I just Googled them. Uh, the bag is very old school, very They're Midwestern amazing. towny. And I do amazing. see the powder thing. So that's also very Midwest to put chip dust on things. Totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's essentially a, a walking taco version of a walking taco. They do look good. I'm not going to lie. I can't tell you anything about it, but they do look good. So I, I'll have to take your word for it. How about this? I, I have a proposition. I will nail you or I will Amazon you or whatever, something. You will get them. I will send you a bag of Red Hot Ripplets, and you have to give your honest assessment. And if if these are not the best chips out of any chip that was selected in this draft, then you get to make me do something because I feel that strongly about it. No tattoos, Steve. I know. I mean, they're not going to be the, they're not going to be my favorite chip. They are better than Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream. I mean, listen, I might as well have picked Dots Pretzels because we have deviated (laughs) so far from what a freaking chip is. Oh, we have not. 
Yeah. I mean, throw Dots pretzels on my list. Okay. They're my honorable mention. That's my sixth man of the year, but I'm telling you, these are the best chips you will ever have. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm so excited to try them. A, should we make a bet or something? No, because I know they're not going to be my favorite, but I, I do think I'll like them. I want to try them. So send them to me, please. There's no way they beat out Fritos, Honey Barbecue Choice. There's no way they beat out Cape Cod, Mesquite Barbecue. They're not going to beat out Pringle Sour Cream and Onion. That's like an OG. Um, they will. I'm telling you, they will. Uh, I'll tell you if they crack my top 10. How's that? And if they crack my top 10, then that's saying something. If they crack your top five then you have to watch one episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. Yeah. And you have to be honest. You yeah, I'll be honest. You have to be honest. I'll be honest. Listen, I have integrity, Michelle. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'll, I call it like it is. If they're that great, I will watch a Real Housewives episode. <laughs> You're promise. probably like, why am I getting a box from St. Louis every other week now? I'm sending no, I love it. I'm because, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, in my defense, I have now, I'm a Mambas person. Mambas are delicious, actually. Right? I think they're, they might even be better than Starburst. They're right there in the conversation. As I said, they're like a Starburst and a Laffy Taffy if they had a baby, but they're better. So I'm not biased here. I will tell you when I'm wrong or when something is great. So if this is a top five chip, I will let you know. Okay, deal. All right, well, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know who you think won the draft. And we need to find a chip draft commissioner. I know. I feel like Gold Jr. is probably it again. <laughs> he's, just, he's, like the, he's like the snack person. I don't know. But No, no. We can find somebody else. I need to find a high-quality snacker. Somebody that we know. You know what? We'll talk off pot about this because I have some ideas. Okay. I have some pretty good ideas. Okay. I like it. But let's wrap this up and get to a review, shall we? All right, how about this one, Saruti? Great debate, five stars. Loved the would you rather debate. Great comps and banter by the both of you, as always. I must say, though, even though I side with most things Saruti, Fall, John Mayer, Lairs, and that nice. Nickelback is not the worst <laughs> band of all time, I never understood the fascination with Lord of the Rings. Michelle's reference to gnomes in those movies was hysterical because I feel the exact same way. Awesome pod, guys. Keep it up. A-plus content. Well, we do have a Lord of the Rings show coming out, so get ready for more Lord of the Rings content from your boy. Uh, I don't know when it's actually coming out because the pandemic has probably thrown everything into the loop, but there will be more <laughs> Lord of the Rings content in the future. But I appreciate the support and all the other things. And I do think uh, a higher being basically like, cast his might down and we didn't get a second debate. So I feel like we, we threw something into the universe and the universe threw something back. That's right. You know, they always say, speak it into the universe. And the universe was like, wow, Michelle and Steve really do not want to see another train wreck like that. So we'll just make sure it doesn't happen. We so have to thank intervene. You. Yeah, we have so to honestly, intervene. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because we did we this. Made that <laughs> we, we did made this. That yeah. You're welcome. It's people helping and, people. And speaking of that, speaking of the universe and oh, the yeah. planets and all of this, Steve and I are going to be back in action next week. And we are going to be talking to an astrologer. We are getting a live astrology reading, both of us, on the podcast. I'm hyped because I love astrology. I think it's really cool. I think it's bullshit. And I think it's all lies to make people feel better. But I want to hear about it. I want to hear what an astrologist has to say about my life, your life, everything. So I'm legitimately hyped. Yeah, so this is what we're going to do. We're each getting a reading, and we're going to give our live reactions to it. Have you ever, you've done this before though, right? Oh, and now with this person. But with an astrologer. Okay, I've never um, done an astrologer before. I've done no. the medium with you. Yeah, I've done an angel reader. I've done tarot cards. I've done palm reading. I've done numerology, but I have never done a straight astrologist. 
This is the, uh, what would you call it? I don't know. You've got the infinity gauntlet here to, to quote another nerdy term. You have Wait, all the, the, the infinity Potter. stones. No, this is oh, my Oh, the, the whole cruxes. Yeah, you've got all yeah. the whole cruxes. Yeah, this there you go. This is my last one. I'm completing it. And then who dies? What was the guy's name? Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah. yeah, Voldemort dies. He who shall not be named, Michelle. God, what are we doing? You know what? I love Harry Potter, but it's been some years, Steve. It's been a while. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, Steve and I will be back in action next week, and we're going to talk to an astrologer. But until then, don't be an asshole. All right, I'll text my mom. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.